Today's show, as always, is brought to you as a service of Janice Allen Jackson and Associates, which is my management consulting firm. If you missed last week's episode, please make it your business to listen to the podcast version. Our guest on last week was Dr. Lee Merchant. She is the health director of the East Central Georgia Health District, which is District 6 of the Georgia Department of Public Health. And she came in to talk to us about something we've heard on the news, and that is monkeypox. She talked in some detail about where it came from, how long it's been around, and who should get vaccinated. Dr. Merchant also gave us an update on the latest variant of COVID-19 and how it is affecting Georgians. You can find that episode on my website, which is JaniceAllenJackson.Weebly.com, where there is a local matters tab. Or if you don't get that website quite right, just Google Janice Allen Jackson and Associates. The website will come up and look for that local matters tab. And if you are on Facebook, please go to and follow the Local Matters Podcast of Georgia Facebook page. Once there, you can find episodes, you can listen to those, and you can share the audio of those episodes with others that you connect with on social media. And like all of my episodes, that episode is also available on Spotify, SoundCloud, and Apple Podcasts. Well, Believe it or not, summer is almost over, and this somehow feels like the shortest summer on record to me. This is actually our last episode before Labor Day, and it is now time for us to prepare for midterm elections. You will hear on the news, particularly national news, they'll talk often about midterm elections, so let's talk about what that really means. It really means that those are the elections that take place in the middle of a presidential term. You know, the president is elected for four years. There are a number of offices that are only two-year terms. And these midterm elections take place two years after the presidential race. There are also some races that are four-year terms that also Uh, those elections take place in the middle of the presidential term. So that's why they refer to those as midterms. And a lot of times you'll see on the news and political analysis, uh, the commentators will say, you know, well, let's see how the president's doing and what impact that's going to have on those midterm elections. Because many times people think about candidates from the president's party, whether it's Democrat or Republican, they'll think of those candidates in terms of how the president from that party is doing and the president's performance or their perception of the president's performance will have an impact on how people choose to vote during those quote-unquote midterm elections. This year, midterm elections include the U.S. House of Representatives and the State House of Representatives and the State Senate, who only have those two-year terms, as I was speaking of earlier. So they're actually on the ballot for the midterm as well as during the presidential elections as well. And yes, if you think about it, if someone is in an office where there's only a two-year term, They spend a whole bunch of their time campaigning. It's like they run for office, they get in, 
they have to start thinking about the next election. So they start raising money, making public appearances, campaigning, and likely that has some impact on their votes as well, because they know that the voters sometimes have short memories um, and they will be thinking, well, hey, how did he vote on this, that, how did she respond to such situation? And um, they have to be thinking in terms of what the voters will think about every single decision that they make when they're serving those short two-year terms. Also on the ballot this time around in the state of Georgia, Georgia is like 35 other states where the most important office in that particular state is also on the ballot during the midterm. And that is the gubernatorial race or the governor's race. We know that the governor is the highest office in the state of Georgia, most powerful single office in the state of Georgia. And that office is on the ballot during the midterm uh, here in Georgia. And like I said, in 35 other states as well. Also on the ballot, uh, there are several other statewide offices that have four-year terms, like the governor's office has four years. Also, the lieutenant governor, who in Georgia does not run on the same slate with the governor. Those are totally different offices, totally, can have totally different platforms. We could conceivably be in a situation where we'd have a Democrat in one office and a Republican in the other because they don't run on the same ticket together. So we've got the governor's race. We've got the lieutenant governor's race. We've got the secretary of state, the labor commissioner, the agricultural commissioner, attorney general, state school superintendent, and insurance commissioner. Those are all offices with four-year terms and they're all on the ballot during the midterm. Also this year, we will be electing a United States Senator to go to Washington to represent us. As you may recall, Representative or State Senator Raphael Warnock uh, ran in 2020 to fill an unexpired term. And now he is having to run again in order to keep that seat. And in the instance of the U.S. Senate, that is an oddity from the standpoint that that term length is actually six years. So whoever wins in November to represent Georgia in the United States Senate will have a six-year term, which means that sometimes that re-election will fall during the midterm elections, and some years it will fall during the presidential election cycle. So... We've got a lot of things going on on the state level, some things going on on the national level, being the United States House of Representatives and U.S. Senate in Georgia. And then we also have a few races taking place here on the local level that we're going to pay particular attention to uh, as we move forward during this election season. You know, the election date is November 8th, um, and qualifying here on the local level was last week. Last week, there were was qualification for several school board seats. Those were school board District 2, District 3, District 6, District 7, and District 9, which is a super district. 
also remember that the school board and the Augusta Commission share the same boundaries since we are a consolidated government. So that means that one of those races, District 9, is the super district covering half of the county, whereas those other races are single district races. And again, those are districts 2, 3, 6, 7, and 9. We also have the tax commissioner's race. You know, there is an unexpired term there that has to be filled. So we have a special election for tax commissioner. And that is also a local race that is on the ballot this time around. For someone like myself who lives in District 1, that means I only have two offices, local offices that are going to appear on my ballot this time around. And those are District 9 as well as the tax commissioner's race, as that is a countywide race. And then, of course, we'll have all of those state races on my ballot that I spoke of earlier. Also want to let you know that the Richmond County Board of Elections is now accepting absentee ballot applications for these races. Applications will be accepted up until October 28th. So basically, you've got almost two months uh, in order to request an absentee ballot if that is what you plan to do. Uh, if you are planning to request an absentee ballot, please keep in mind the following. First thing, make sure that you are currently registered to vote. If you are not currently registered to vote, they will not send you an absentee ballot. The deadline to register to vote for the November 8th election is October 11th. So if you're not currently registered, you can go register by October 11th and then request your absentee ballot before October 28th. So it's still early. You've got time, but please get out there and get registered vote to vote if you're not. Also, please decide how you're voting. Absentee ballot is one thing. You can do advanced voting or you can do election day voting in person. So there are really three different ways you can vote. And again, absentee ballot, advanced voting in person or election day in person. Richmond County will begin mailing ballots on October 11th. So that means that even if you request the ballot now, don't expect it until October 11th, because that's when they'll actually start mailing out those ballots. You can vote absentee by going online to request a ballot at the Georgia Secretary of State's website, or you can download a form at augustaga.gov slash vote. So when you get your application, you have to fill it out, you have to sign it, and then send your absentee ballot applications to Board of Elections, 535 Telfair Street, Suite 500, Augusta, Georgia, 30901. There are 
three candidates that have emerged to run for the Office of Tax Commissioner. Uh, as we have discussed prior to tax commissioners, largely an administrative function, um, they, uh, that office basically collects taxes. They collect property taxes uh, on real estate as well as on vehicles, and they conduct tax sales. Um, they handle foreclosures of property that is tax delinquent. Uh, and various other things like that. So largely administrative function though, as I have learned uh, over the years and from my conversations with people, uh, there's the basic administrative function and then there are the things that, that folks may ask you to do as in there may be somebody that's a delinquent on tax payments and they call to ask the tax commissioner for some additional time and order uh, for them to be able to get those taxes paid. Um, and they ask for additional time so their properties don't go up for the tax sales that I mentioned a little bit earlier. So uh, while it is a, a seems to be a mundane sort of administrative function, there are uh, as always, anytime somebody's in office, there are going to be folks coming to you to ask for favors. And this is one of those office with offices where people ask for a lot of favors. Uh, the three candidates who have emerged include uh, Mr. Sanford Lloyd. He is a local accountant. According to his business website, he is a CPA, which is a certified public accountant. Um, that is a very well-respected professional certification, uh, takes a lot of um, effort in order to get and maintain uh, that certification. Uh, Mr. Lloyd has, in fact, run for office before uh, I went to look on the uh, Board of Elections website, saw that he ran in 2008 for that office. He was one of three candidates, and he came in third in that three-way race, uh, although he got 29% uh, of the vote, which is actually pretty decent. Other competitors were Tommy Boyles, who got 33%, and Stephen Kendrick, who got 37%. Uh, Mr. Boyles and Kendrick wound up in a runoff, and of course, Kendrick won that. Uh, so Lloyd did not make the runoff, but did get 29% uh, of the vote in that effort. And so he is now running again. Uh, also running for tax commissioner is T. Chris Johnson. Uh, Chris Johnson, um, as I'm sure some of you are aware, has worked in that office for uh, a number of years. He was uh, chief deputy tax commissioner under Stephen Kendrick and has been uh, serving as the tax commissioner since Stephen Kendrick stepped down to run for the office of mayor. So um, in addition to working in the tax commissioner's office over the last decade or so, um, Chris Johnson also worked at Savannah Riverside. Uh, he was an employee there. He's also... Uh, on the ministerial staff at, I believe, Greater Mount Canaan Baptist Church <clears throat> up on the hill. There is a full bio on Chris Johnson at the tax commissioner's website. Um, that is arctax.com. Uh, tax commissioner. If you go there, you can click on uh, learn something about him. Of course, just Google T. Chris Johnson, tax commissioner, uh, and that information will come up. 
also running the third person in the race is Veronica Freeman Brown. She is currently an employee of the Richmond County Sheriff's Office, where she serves as the finance director. Ms. Brown uh, has had 14 years of state and local government experience and eight years as the finance director there in the sheriff's office, where she administers a $70 million budget. Um, she also has a bachelor's degree in accounting and a master's degree in accounting from Bernal University. And you can learn more about Ms. Freeman at the Facebook page that she has set up for her campaign. And it is uh, Veronica Freeman Brown for Tax Commissioner there on Facebook, if you're on Facebook. So I know some people think about Facebook as just a social outlet, but there's actually a lot of good information because um, there are very few free ways you can get information out to the public. Social media is one of those things, and uh, she's taking advantage of that. So you please take advantage of that as well by checking out that page to learn a little bit more about Ms. Brown. On the school board side, uh, there are uh, two uncontested races. District 6, which is currently represented by A.K. Asan, he is not running for re-election because he has been drawn out of that district. There's only one person running for that seat, and that is Mr. Tyreek Robinson, who, as I understand, it, will be the youngest ever elected official in the history of Richmond County. He is 20 or 21 years old. I've gotten two separate reports on that, but obviously very young Cross Creek uh, High School graduate who is running unopposed for the school board seat in on District 6. Also, District 3, uh, Mr. Walter Eubanks is unopposed. Mr. Eubanks is a retired math teacher in the Richmond County School System. Also used to own a hardware store. Uh, he ran for office for the first time, it appears, in 2018. Um, and he uh, faced three opponents in the uh, general election that year uh, got 42% of the vote, 42.8% of the vote during the general election went to a runoff against Robert Cooks and emerged with 62.5% of the vote to win that seat back in 2018. And he again is running unopposed this time around. There are uh, three school board races where there is opposition um, let's start off by talking about District 2. Charlie Hanna is the incumbent. Uh, he's been uh, running for office at least since 2010 uh, when he actually ran for this seat, did not win at that point, uh, lost to Eloise Curtis. Uh, but then came back, I believe, in 2014 and won the seat and, of course, held on in 2018 and now seeking re-election again. Uh, you may recall that on the Richmond County School Board, they do not have term limits, uh, so he can continue to run for office as long as he would like. Uh, also running for that seat is Reverend Larry Fryer. Uh, Reverend Fryer has... Uh, been known in the community for organizing the annual CSRA MLK Memorial Observance Celebration. 
Uh, he's also been active in the fight against COVID-19 by handing out masks back in 2020 and for raising awareness of gun violence uh, this year. Also, he is pastor of the Mulberry CME Church in Lincolnton, Georgia. The third candidate in this race is uh, Ms. Yet, and I'm not quite sure how to pronounce her first name. Last name is Knight. Uh, she is owner of a couple of daycare centers, I believe. Miss Knight is a native of Milledgeville, Georgia, um, has been in the Augusta area for quite some time, actually studied at Augusta Technical College, graduating in 1988. And she is the owner of Universal Child Care and Learning Center and Universal Learning Academy LLC, uh, which I believe are located in the Bungalow Row area. Um, there's also a very detailed uh, bio of her on the Child Care Center's website. So you can just Google her and the first name Y-I-E-T Knight. As I said, very detailed bio there. She served on the uh, Richmond County in several positions at the Richmond County Department of Family and Children's Services. Um, and uh, started in the daycare business in the late 90s. In the District 7 race, uh, two competitors, uh, one of whom I was not able to find any information on, and that is Ms. Brittany Broadwater. Uh, did see one Facebook profile with the same spelling of that first name, but not sure that this is the same person who is running for office. And Charlie Walker Jr., uh, he is an incumbent. He was first elected in 2018 to fill an unexpired term of Frank Dolan. I believe it was. He ran then, won, then had to run again later on that year to um, serve the next term. So he has served one full term in a few months uh, representing District 7 there on the school board. And I believe that he is currently vice president of the school board, according to the Board of Education website. And I neglected to mention that Charlie Hanna, who I mentioned earlier, who is incumbent running for District 2, is actually the school board president. So you've got the two people in senior leadership roles there on the board who are running for re-election to the Richmond County Board of Education. Um, the next race, um, contested race uh, there is for District 9, which is a super district. Venus Kane, who is the incumbent, and Christopher Mullins, who actually ran for the other super district last time around. Um, we have uh, the two of them on the ballot. So let's see if I can give you a little bit more information on them as well. In the final uh, Richmond County Board of Education race uh, for District 9, that is a super district, meaning it encompasses half of the county. Uh, Venus Kane is the incumbent. She has actually been on the school board since 2006 when she defeated A.K. Hassan uh, in a race for that seat. Uh, at that time, uh, she had to go to a runoff um, to defeat that incumbent. Uh, but she was successful in doing so. Uh, that year in 2006, she got 57.8% of the vote. 
uh, in subsequent years, she has been challenged several times, uh, but, but no one has been able to defeat her. I think as we discussed before on local matters, it is very difficult to defeat incumbent members of the Board of Education unless you have very, very high name recognition. I understand that Ms. Kane is an employee with the uh, U.S. Department of Defense, uh, and uh, she has, as I, I think, also served as uh, president of the school board. I was not able to verify that, unfortunately, on the school system's website. There's not a lot of detail about that history, uh, but I think that she has served in that capacity before. Her challenger is Mr. Christopher Mullins. Uh, Mr. Mullins, as I indicated, ran for school board earlier. He actually ran for the District 10 seat against Helen Mishu back in 2020. At that time, that was a three-person race, included Lori Miles, who got 27%, Ms. Minchie with 54.9%, and Mr. Mullins came in third with 17.8%. Uh, Mr. Mullins is a veteran, yes, of the United States Army. Uh, he has also served on the Richmond County Public Library System. He's president, in fact, of the Board of Trustees there. He's a graduate of Florida A&M University and uh, has uh, formed a nonprofit called the Freddie May Foundation, which is a solution-focused 501c3 entity that confronts homelessness, hunger, drug, alcohol rehabilitation among men and mentoring youth in the community. And he has a political science degree. So um, those are your candidates for uh, the uh, school board seats and uh, the tax commissioner seats. As I said, all of this information is things that I just found generally on the web. Uh, we will invite all of these candidates to come in where they can share a little bit more with you about their backgrounds. And we'll start with candidate coverage next week with the Richmond County School Board. Again, thanks for being a part of the Local Matters family. The schedule for our coverage of candidates is as follows. On next week, September 7th, we'll have candidates for the school board District 7 and District 9 races. On September 14th, we'll have uh, the candidates for school board District 2. And then on September 21st, we'll have the candidates in who are running for the Richmond County Tax Commissioner seat. What I have shared with you today is general information so that you know something about them. But as I think all of us realize, you really don't know somebody till you talk to them uh, a bit. So that's why we're inviting those candidates in so you can hear directly from them on their perspective about how they would approach the positions that they are running for. Of course, what we present here on Local Matters is just a small snippet of each candidate. Uh, I encourage you as there uh, are likely to be various candidate forums and other opportunities to hear from these candidates at greater length to also seek out those opportunities to gather as much information as possible. Thanks and be blessed for being a part of the Local Matters family. I close with my favorite Bible verse from 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 7. 
For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. This show is designed to contribute to each of those, giving you the power that comes with knowledge, demonstrating love for your local community, and offering you wisdom for decision-making so that you possess a sound mind when it comes to these topics. Please tune in next Wednesday at 1.30 p.m. here on WKZK, 1600 AM, 103.7 FM, and WKZK.net, because local matters.